Good evening, church. Magandang gabi. Happy Valentine's. Mga kapuso, kapamilya. Tonight's message is all about our Father's love. We love us so much, not only even the whole month of this month of love, February, which they call also on the very day, February 14, they called the Love Day. and called Valentine's Day. Amen. Uh, Webster defines Valentine's as a gift of greeting sent to someone special. It almost always contains a message of love or affection that the sender has for the receiver. God has sent to this word a Valentine. A message of the love he has for all mankind. From the very beginning, God has expressed and manifested the great love he has for man. God expressed his love. Valentine. Let's pray. Hallelujah. We give you praise, Father God. We thank you so much. I personally thank you, Lord Jesus, for giving me this opportunity, O Lord, to be used for your glory. Though not 40, senior, but saved by your grace, and still falling into sin. But thank you for your mercy and your power, your grace, your love. Thank you so much for your trust. And thank you for my dear brothers and sisters here, my family. Thank you for their love to you, God. And most of all, thank you for your great love. That's why we were here, God. Be glorified, O Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, happy Valentine's again. So many beautiful love stories have been shown in movies and written, and for sure, we love them to keep on watching again and again. And even the written book, Some kept on reading repeatedly, but the most loved to read is the love letter of our loved ones. I remember whenever I received a love note from my girlfriend before, now my wife. But that time, no texting yet and internet. One morning, my father woke me up on my bed and smiling and pointing me the love note under my pillow, which was lighted up by a flashlight. And the battery of the flashlight are almost drained because I used that as my sleeping pill that time. And you know what? How far our distance and still having that way of communication through love note, I think we're just less 50 feet away because we are neighbors. People love to listen that kind of love story, especially on this month which they call Love Month. And specifically Love Day or Valentine's Day they said, especially for those 
women. Am I right? Sorry. But there are some love stories also that end up in not good result or ending. And some they don't want that to talk about it. While I'm preparing and almost finished already the message is I entitled Now the Father's Love. Because all the messenger assigned for this quarter was encouraged to have their message to talk about the love of God. I was led to relate this message for many people around the world are celebrating this special love month, particularly the day February 14th, which they called Valentine's Day. Suddenly, God reminded me to look and find this message. This was shared to me by my loving care teacher, advisor, a friend, and a sister in Christ. You know her, Sister Norma. And which is the original title of this message, some of the pointers. The original title is, He is your Valentine. But the true messenger tonight, who is the author of all these words, who dearly love us individually, whom want us to obtain this greatest love that even your or our physical valentines cannot compare it because they needed to. This love story I'm about to tell you is the greatest love story ever told. There was a father who has only one son whom he loved very much. So he wanted him to be happy. Ah! I know what I still, or what I will make him happy. The father said one day, I'm going to give him a bride for him to, to marry someday. Now this father is the most powerful being in the entire universe. His power includes being, being able to see everything, past, present, or future. So when he chose the bride for his son, he saw that what he said was going to love his bride with all his heart, mind, and soul. The bride was going to be unfaithful to him. Now, because the son was equally as powerful as the father was, so he knew about, uh, he knew what his father was thinking. Do you know what the son said? I love her already that she will be my bride regardless. Because of what his son has said, the father could not do anything but make plans for the wedding. He made arrangements for the meeting of the bride and groom. However, before the wedding could begin, the bride betrayed her lover, not just once, not just twice, but so many times. She did so many horrible things that any lover would have had the right reasons to dump her. But the son stubbornly kept on loving her, even when she went from the arms of one man to another, even when she destroyed his reputation, even when she was poor, like sold, prostituted herself, and even killed. Yes, 
she would ask her lover's forgiveness. And each time the son forgave her. Even though he knew that she would betray him again, the time came when she needed to pay for her sins. Law and justice had caught up with her. The powerful judge, no other than the father himself, issued a warrant of, for her arrest. Proofs of her guilt were gathered. Witnesses were summoned and the trial began and ended. The verdict, guilty. And the sentence is death. For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. Romans 6.23 There she is filthy, smelly, almost naked, ugly, sick in the body, soul, and spirit. Strong and powerful guards came to collect her, to throw her into prison, to await her execution. But before they could do so, somebody stepped in and embraced the woman, and it was the son. With a loud voice, he said, I am going to take her place. I will die for her. Such announcement amazed everybody inside the courtroom except the father. He knew it. It was going to happen. He knew how much his son loved his bride, that he was willing to die for her. The father loves his son too. But justice must be served. He had no choice but to set the woman free. Besides, he too loved his son's bride. Didn't he choose her to be his bride? Although it broke his heart that his only son was going to die, he was glad that he was doing this because it was the only way that the woman's life would be spared. No one else could take her place because no one else is sinless. Romans 3.23 said, For all have sinned and fall short to the glory of God. The woman cried and cried. She did not realize how much she meant to her lover until he gave his life for her. Fortunately, the son was too powerful that even the grave could not keep him there. Death only managed to have him dead for two days. But that was enough to redeem his bride. In the third day, he rose again. Victorious! My bride is now free, he exclaimed. I'm now going to make preparations for our wedding day. He said to her, My darling, I have to leave that I can prepare a place for you, so that where I am, there you may be also. But I will come back for you. He also told her to be strong and to patiently wait for him. Where I will take you, you will be very happy there. Your house will be the most beautiful house you've ever seen. You will be walking on streets of gold and enter pearly gates. There will be no night, no darkness, 
no loneliness, no anger, no gossip, no wars, no troublemakers, no terrorists, no storms, no earthquakes. There will be no hunger, no loneliness, no anger, no poverty, no pain, no sin, and no death. And best of all, we'll be together forever and ever. Nothing will ever separate you from me anymore. And you will not experience anything that will make you unhappy. And when, while I am gone, don't worry. I will still be with you. Though my spirit and my banner over you is love. I guess you know already that the Father in our story is no other than God. The Father Himself. And the Son is the Lord Jesus Christ and His Spirit, the Holy Spirit. And the woman represents the church, the redeemed, those who believe in the Christ who shed His blood for our salvation. Those who believe and receive the Lord Jesus Christ are belong to the church, the bride. First Peter 2.9 says, You are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special processions, that you may declare the praises of Him whom you called out of darkness into the wonderful light. Other lovers have left us for one reason or another, but the lovers of our souls remain faithful. In spite of our sins we committed, even sins we still doing repeatedly, He knows we will still be committing he still remains loving us because we are his valentine not just for a season not just on valentine's day but for always not just we are healthy but when we are sick as well not just when we are cheerful but even when we are sad. Not just when we think about Him, but even when our minds are preoccupied with other things. Not just when we thank Him, but even when we are ungrateful. His love never fails. Our Father loves you, me, and cares for us when we are confused. When we are weeping, when we are afflicted with a disease, when we are frustrated, when we are feeling hopeless. For those who are longing for love, in despair, abandoned, and maybe they hated these occasions, especially this day, when they ask by their friends who don't know their past, who or where is your valentine? They either they have to lie or cry because they have none or gone. Or even or even us here must be separated because of a need to sacrifice for our loved ones future. You have partner here as so blessed and must be thankful to our Father's love.
But unless it was found that love by the love, but unless it was founded that love by our Father, that partnership feel that nobody cares. Feel that partnership is weak. And to those who have none yet, in some they would feel that nobody cares. Listen. Listen, friends. Somebody cares, and you are somebody's Valentine. His name is Jesus, our Lord and Savior. He cares about your circumstances on your job. He cares about your situation in your home. He cares about your existence in this world. He cares about your suffering in your trials. He cares about your reputation in the community. He cares about your destiny in the future and when you, and when you are going to spend eternity. Jesus cares whether you live or dead or die. He cares whether you came or went. He cares whether you laughed or cried. He cares whether you're happy or sad. He cares whether you gave or took. He cares whether you are encouragement or discouragement. He cares whether you continue to trust Him or losing your faith and almost quit. Jesus cares when your storms get strong and heavy. He cares when your going gets rough and tough. He cares when your days get long and lonely. He cares when your loved ones and friends misunderstood you, stay away from you. He cares when your feet stumble along life's pathway. He cares when your heart skips a bit or two. He cares when your children are rebellious and unruly. He cares when your husband or wife abuses you. He cares when your in-laws or bosses maltreat you. He cares when you worry. He cares when you are afraid. He cares when you lost someone dear to you. He cares when you feel when you feel alone. And he cares when you have headache. He cares when you have migraine. He cares when you have cancer or flu or even just a simple cold. He cares when you can read or write. He cares when you can't understand what the others are saying. He cares when you can't be understood. He cares when you are working under the sun and have an, have an irresponsible boss on your job. He cares when you need to get up so early to go to work and your car is overheating. He cares when can find your missing disc. He cares about you and me. That's why he wants to help you. He wants to lift your burden of your shoulders. Do you hear his loving words? Matthew 11:28 says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, 
for I am gentle and humble in heart, heart, and you will find rest for your souls. You want proofs that he cares about you? Read Mark 2 and ask the man who was sick of the palsy so that he couldn't walk or run and was completely dependent upon others for his needs until he was brought to Jesus and healed him. Read Mark 3 and ask the man who had a withered hand, a hand he couldn't use for anything until Jesus passed by and healed him. Read Mark 5 and ask the woman who had suffered from hemorrhage for 12 years until she touched the hem of Jesus' garment as he passes by. Ask Jairus, also who had seriously ill daughter and was going to die, but Jesus restored her. Read Mark 6 and ask the 5,000 men who after listening to Jesus were hungry but too tired to go back to their homes to eat, but Jesus fed them. Read Mark 7 and ask the man who was both deaf and mute until Jesus opened his ears so that he was able to hear and talk. Read the books of Acts and ask Paul who used to be one of the toughest persecutors of Christians until Jesus met him on his way to Damascus. Ask Peter, who denied Jesus three times, and yet Jesus forgave him and commissioned him to serve him. Read the Gospel. Read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Read the whole Bible and ask God why he let his son suffer for you. And ask Jesus why he took your place why? Because of the Father's love. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. He gave you his Son to be your Valentine, not just for a day, but for always. You know why? You and me are God's Valentine, because he created us because He redeemed us, because He loves us. So rejoice, because you and I have a Valentine, and He is less. He is no less than God, who less who loves you with a faithful love, a redeeming love, and an, an unconditional love, an eternal love. Wow, what a Valentine! We have because of our Father's love. Amen. Let's pray. Thank you so much, Lord God. Indeed, your love never fails, Lord Jesus. Thank you for teaching, teaching us how to love you also and to love our neighbors, friends, and even our enemies. Thank you, Lord God, even though some of us are abandoned, are loveless, because, but we're not because your fail never fail, your love never fail us. You're always with us. You are the same today, forever, and yesterday. Thank you, God. Bless your people. Bless my family here. Bless our family back home. 
be glorified, O oh Lord God, for all that love that we have and all that we have to share. In Jesus' name, amen.